Hello, welcome. This is the Saucer Afterlife, wherein we tie up loose ends, have second thoughts, provide updates, and do other things. Uh, today, it is uh, Saucer Synesthesia. Um, a few weeks ago, we did an episode on uh, contactee slash channel Greta Woodrew. And um, when I read the biography of, of uh, Greta that the University of Florida provided, or the foundation for the University of Florida um, provided, where they talked about the scholarship that, uh, that her family endowed, they mentioned that she wrote three books. And in the episode, you might have noticed that we only covered two books uh, on a slide of light and Memories of Tomorrow. That was because I didn't have my hands on the third book yet, but I do now. Thanks to my favorite used book website, thriftbooks.com. That's not an ad. I just really like them. I was able to uh, obtain a mint condition copy of her, uh, of Greta's sort of, I think, self-published uh, or published through the Star Foundation or, or whatever, uh, children's illustrated storybook, Hear the Colors, See the Music, hence Saucer Synesthesia. This is a uh, an illustrated book about, uh, about children who meet an alien, um, and uh, the alien teaches them about how their senses actually work. Now, it's a sort of standard large storybook, children's storybook format, um, but it's only 15 pages. Uh, the cover price was, um, I think, $9.95, something like that, and um, it's there, there's not a lot of content there. The um, I think I mentioned on the uh, you know sort of teaser for this in our last episode that, that it's sort of sort of like Doctor Seuss. It, it's sort of Doctor Seuss esque. Um, it begins this way. My goodness, look up, croaked the green-spotted toad to the horse who was galloping over the road. There's a spaceship arriving right over your head. A what? said the horse. It's a spaceship, you said. That's right, cried the toad with a puff and a blow, and I bet that I know where that spaceship will go, to the lawn of the house with the pretty white fence. You're right, said the horse. That would really make sense. It's the home of the little twins, Billy and Bee, and their very smart dog, whom they call Mr. G. Yes, that's Mr. G, spelled G-E-E. Is this related to Frank Scully's Dr. G? That was part of the uh, the Aztec flying saucer crash incident, if you're familiar with that. Um, probably not, but I like to think that maybe this was some sort of inside joke, because otherwise Mr. G is is kind of a weird name for a dog. Let's look at a little more from this story. As soon as the toad and the horse spoke those words, a twitter and twatter arose from the birds, who flew down from the sky at a very fast pace, making room for the spaceship from far outer space. Why, where did it come from? They twerped to each other. We'd better tell Bill and Bee's father and mother. Before they could call them, the dog, Mr. G, was barking and yelping for Billy and Bee. The twins came a-running with all of their might, as slowly the spaceship sailed into their sight. The children stood still with their eyes big and wide. They wished they could get up inside for a ride. You've come, whispered Billy. I hoped that you would. Oh, take us on board, murmured Bee, if you would. The twins kept on pleading. Oh, please let us in. We'd be very good if we went for a spin. Then out of the spaceship came one little being. 
I'm Oga, he smiled. Is this Earth that I'm seeing? They call me an E.T. from far, far away. I cannot stay long, but I'm here for the day. As B looked at Billy and Billy at B, they knew in their hearts that the little E.T. would give them a ride in the beautiful ship. They hopped up and down as they thought of the trip. You're welcome to stay here, B hopefully said, but maybe you'd rather we travel instead. The twins looked at Oga, who smiled a big smile. I think I would just like to rest for a while. Then Oga took each of the twins by the hand and sat in the garden. Now isn't this grand? We'll hear every color and see every tune. A fun thing to do on a bright afternoon. You've got it all backwards, B said to the being. Why, music's for hearing and color's for seeing. Ah, no, Oga answered. I got it just right. Just stretch out your hearing. Don't limit your sight. Okay, little kid contactees. Uh, we don't get an explanation for um, exactly how Billy and B knew that the ET would come, or, or knew that the ET was there, and they they hoped he would come. Um, sort of looking back over it to make sure I didn't miss something. Um, no, you've come, whispered Billy. I hoped that you would. Yeah, we don't know why Billy knew about Oga. The E.T. Oga, of course, probably being connected to the Ogatans, uh, the, uh, the the beings that uh, that Greta um, that Greta channeled. So the kids get on the uh, get on the uh, the spaceship and they they go to uh, they go to the planet. Um, as they talk to the beings on Oga's planet, they realize that uh, that the this blending of senses that Oga had mentioned was something that they were actually experiencing. They zoomed to a stop with no bump and no noise, and E.T.'s were everywhere, girl kinds and boys, who smiled at the puppy dog, Billy and Bee. You're all very welcome, they sang merrily. Amazing, I'm hearing them talk in a blue, said Billy to Bee, but can you hear it too? I can, she replied, and I also can see all the words they are singing for you and for me. Words hang in the air, what a wonderful thing, to hear all the colors and see what they sing. I wish we could do this when we're back on Earth. Then Oga smiled brightly, you did it at birth. You'll have to remember an old memory. With practice, you'll relearn a great energy. Wow, the rhythm and rhyme scheme there just kind of fell apart trying to uh, rhyme memory to energy. So Oga takes the kids back home, and as they are lying in bed, um, they... They make a vow to themselves, each other, God, the aliens, I'm not sure who. I will hear the colors, the two of them vowed. I will see the music, each whispered out loud. We did it in space, we can do it right here. See music, hear colors, in less than a year. We'll open our senses to do more and more, and see and hear things never dreamed of before. And the book concludes in the last of its 15 pages, which actually is probably close to, you know, 10% of the total volume of the story, how they plan to do this and what the benefit of it would be. Since practice makes perfect each day and each night, they looked for the music and heard each sight. Their world became bigger and brighter because their ears and their eyes no longer followed old laws. They knew they could do it, and do it they did. Their sense box was opened and there was no lid. They promised each other they'd practice and then the E.T. named Oga would visit again. They knew that another trip had to be earned. They chattered of many things yet to be learned. And Oga was pleased in his spaceship above. He missed both the children. He beamed them his love. 
The dog, Mr. G, had a look in his eyes, which said that he saw Oga up in the skies. And Oga smiled down at the pup and the twins. He felt their excitement like needles and pins. When would he go back to see Billy and B? Not long, I should think, smiled the little E.T. As you get further, that's the end of the book, by the way. As you get further into the book, what you find is that the the the, the rhyme scheme, the rhythm, um, the sort of scansion of the whole thing begins to begins to break down a little bit. Um, I'm probably being a little too critical, but um, as far as kids' storybooks about aliens go, um, it's not as creepy as some. Uh, some of you might have heard of the book Sito's New Friends. Um, we might do a thing on Cito's new friends at some point, but um, it's not as creepy as as Cito's new friends. Um, it's not as entertaining as um, probably. Actually, I did some checking, and what is probably the most valuable book in my collection, um, a very very old copy of a kid storybook from the fifties called Zip Zip and His Flying Saucer, which uh, which we might look at at some point as well. But um, See the colors, hear the music is uh, is is inoffensive in in its content, which is is kind of I mean it, it's sort of bland new agery in its uh, in its in its conception, which in a, in a lot of ways uh, Woodrow's other books were as well. But uh, there's a couple of uh, pictures of the book up on the uh, the website. There's a, a link there to some of them, so you can get an idea. Of the uh, of the artwork that accompanied these things. Also, take note, if you will, of the fact that uh, that she spelled her name on the cover, G R E period T period A. So she highlighted the E T in the name Greta, which I think is is kind of a kind of a neat touch. Although, is she saying she's an alien? I I don't know. Anyway, that's it for The Saucer Afterlife this week. Uh, Tune in next week for a new episode of The Saucer Life, and I will talk to you later.